Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Gabby, and I am so happy you are here with me today. As always, this is a space for us to take care of ourselves. So I invite you to take a moment and tell yourself, thank you for coming to this space. Anytime we come to this space, it means that we are focusing on ourselves uh, for a little bit, even if we're in the middle of doing something else. Uh, And this is something that is a daily practice, uh, a weekly practice, a monthly practice, and everything practice. And so you taking this moment out of your day to listen in is you doing yourself a huge favor. So I'm proud of you. I'm honored to be here in this space with you. And I thank you as well. The podcast today uh, is inspired by uh, a, a new thing that I actually just practiced. And it was so moving that I felt the need to hop on here and let you all know about it. In my yoga practice, uh, I, I just finished up a yoga flow and it, at the very end, um, I decided to do a really long savasana, uh, with no music playing. It kind of ended up happening that way. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, normally, uh, normally there's music going on. Um, and I guess I didn't hit the, the automatic, you know, continuously playing the same station. So even if it played a second, the same song a second time, like it would be okay. Apparently I didn't hit that button and I normally always do. And, um, and the timing of it was impeccable because as soon as I was getting ready to go into Savasana is when the music stopped. And I was about to play another song, um, because it helps you be mindful in the pose, but something told me that I needed that silence. And for, for those of you who, uh, you know, are, are newer to yoga or yoga is not in, uh, within your lifestyle yet. Um, Savasana is also the dead pose. And the concept of Savasana is to let go of, uh, everything of anything that no longer serves you, um, release everything, surrender, uh, because you're in a very vulnerable position. You're laying on your back, um, and you know, everything is, is laying on the floor, your, your arms and your legs. Um, so everything is, is relaxed and, and, uh, biologically, uh, scientifically or whatever terminology you want to use here, um, anatomy wise, uh, that's probably the better word. Uh, you're, you're creating a, an equilibrium for your body. So, um, this is a very neutral pose for your body to be in, and it almost resets the whole body. It allows the spine to align in a really beautiful way without, without really any effort going towards it. Um, and you know, it's been proven that when we lay flat, um, it, it helps our body kind of, um, you know, come, come back home a little bit, come back to, come back to basics. Uh, so in this, in, in dead pose, the challenge in it is, is your mind mostly, I find at least for everybody, it's different for every practice, it's different, but 
in, in my life, uh, it's, it's so difficult to quiet my mind. There's so many different things trying to occupy space in my brain and in my thoughts and therefore in my actions. And so being in this pose, uh, is, is a beautiful, uh, and welcomed challenge for me. And something that's helpful in this pose is anytime there are thoughts that try to come in and occupy your vulnerable surrendering space, uh, to imagine them, you know, have a visual, imagine them as clouds passing by in the sky. You know, clouds don't stay still. They continuously move. And if we imagine our thoughts to be as clouds, then they're able to float by and we don't have to hold on to them. We are able to let them go. And the toxicity of thoughts is comes from when we attempt to hold on to them, right? So a thought comes into my brain of, I have to go to the grocery store. And while I'm in there in this pose and I'm supposed to be quote unquote dead, <laughs> I, my brain is getting to work on how to navigate to get to the grocery store or what, when I'm going to be able to do it or what I need to do before I go to the grocery store. So I, I hold on to the thought and I attempt to problem solve the thought right away or figure out how I can resolve it or figure out how to make the thought uh, part of my reality. And this is where the toxicity can begin to form. With our thoughts, we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. That's several thoughts per second. And if we hold on to a thought, it, it creates a traffic jam for the rest of the thoughts. They have no channel, no easy flow to be able to continuously move through our headspace. And this can be debilitating. This can be frustrating. This can create anxiety. This can create depression. This can create anger. Not, not a whole lot of good comes from holding on to our thoughts, even though it might feel good. It might feel good to temporarily problem solve the, the thought that we have. Have we really actually done anything, any action about it? Have we actually resolved it? Or do we get that, that fake feeling that we have? Do we get the impression that we have? Uh, do we get the mimic or the mirror that we have done something with it, but in reality... We haven't taken any actions towards resolving the thought. The beautiful thing about thoughts too that I believe we have a fear of is that if we let go of the thought, it'll never come back. Someone uh, such as myself who, who you know, has a, an innate fear that I'll forget things or, you know, my memory will fade about something. And if I don't, you know, um, sit on something and really think on it, then I'll, I'll forget about it. Um, or if I don't do something about it right in that moment, then I'll completely forget about it. 
the beautiful thing about these thoughts is that when we have a thought, it'll come back. It'll come back in one way or another, right? Uh, if we if we love something, then we must set it free, right? And and I know sometimes we love to hate our thoughts, but that that action in and of itself means that we're hating a part of ourself and that's not so great, right? And I, again, I'm somebody who does this as well. So I'm, I'm speaking from my own experiences. The alternative option we have of holding on to these thoughts is to let these thoughts go and understand they will come back, especially the ones that need to. And they will come back again, and they will come back again, and they will come back again in a form almost of, you know, manifestation. And eventually, eventually we will be in a place where we will have the thought and we are able to act upon it, whether through our words or physically through, you know, our physical selves uh, making an action. This practice has helped me a lot in the in yoga in general but specifically in the savasana uh, and or uh, corpse pose dead pose today was a little different though and this is this is truly what i felt compelled to share and really document um, this is something i i've never had a visual like this before and I really, truly am, am wanting to capture how I was able to navigate that visual because it was honestly really beautiful. And again, not anything I've experienced before. And I, I feel there's a lot of value to it um, because I feel very different now. I mean, I, I truly did this flow uh, maybe uh, I finished about an hour and a half ago. So this is very fresh. And since the flow, I've been through a whirlwind of emotions and expression and, uh, and now I'm, although slightly exhausted, uh, honestly, uh, the word that comes to mind is feeling a little bit liberated and kind of in awe of, of what I, I experienced. So uh, while I was in corpse pose, while I was there in silence with myself and, and with my body that I had just put through uh, an hour of a, a yoga flow, so I was sweating and moving and getting my heart rate up and opening up my, my, my chest and my hips and my uh, ankles and everything and bending my knees, all of it, right? So really putting um, you know circulation through my body and then coming to this quiet space. And somehow this visual came to me of, of, of a plant. But, but I was the plant. The plant was me. And it was in a dark space. It wasn't a room or anything, but it was a dark space and a plant right there. And it was a weird plant. It was... I can't really describe it well, but it was a, a taller plant that had all of these different, um, these, these different branches coming out of it. 
stems, all these different stems with all of these leaves on the stems. And some of the branches as I got to them were really dead or some of them were really big um, and, and difficult to cut. And, and some of them were alive and well. And to be completely vulnerable, I identified each of those branches as someone in my life right now, whether they're a stranger, someone who is intimately close with me, someone who I completely care about, or someone I can't really stand anymore, or someone I am frustrated with, or someone from my past, like high school, or someone uh, from past workplaces, and all of these, all of these different people uh, that that could come to mind just became these these stems uh, of this plant uh, with leaves on them. And something in me told me to cut them off, all of them. And as I cut them off one by one, I wasn't. I mean, at one point I did kind of go through in a fury. I'm like, okay, all right, cut, 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 yeah. But, uh, but I, I took my time with each individual stem and looked at how I looked at that person and how I viewed that person and the perception I had of that person and the preconceived notions I had of that person and maybe the judgments I had of that person and, 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 and maybe the, the perspective of that person, you know, as far as who they used to be when I knew them and, and recognizing and acknowledging that who they are now isn't even close to who they were. And, and I don't know who the new them is. Um, and, and even the people who I'm compassionately, um, loving towards, um, those, those people, you know, I, I look at honestly the areas of their lives where I wish were different for them because I believe they wish it was different for them too. Or maybe it's areas where I wish it was different for them and maybe they don't even want it to be different for themselves or they don't even know they want it to be different for themselves any areas of the friends and family and loved ones that I have in my life that I, I truly wish I could just place my hand on them and just heal it for them right away. And they no longer have to be suffering or no longer have to be in pain anymore. I really wish that was my superpower. <laughs> and and I, I as I'm visualizing these people and as I'm going through this visualization. And this is actually, as a side note, this is actually uh, a meditation practice. We are able to visualize uh, things in our lives and manifest on things. And this is different from holding on to thoughts. So at first, when this first came up in my head, I'll be honest, I went, oh, okay, no, I can't be doing this. I have to let my thoughts go. Uh, it was different though. It came through as a visual and it was so overpowering. I, I had to participate. I had to pick up the scissors. And so as I am visualizing these people, um, and, and really looking at how I am looking at them and how that may be hindering 
the relationship I have with them or the impression that I have of them, how it may be completely incorrect on how they actually are as a person, how I might be missing the mark or getting the, the judgment call wrong and saying thank you to how that person has served me and how that person has been in my life, no matter if it was good or bad and cutting them off. They're no longer obligated to me and I'm no longer obligated to them. It's not cutting off in the sense of I no longer wish to have you in my life. It's cutting off in the sense of I'm letting go of the preconceived notions I've had of you this whole time and I'm finally letting it go and I'm dropping it off of me and, and, and letting it fall off. And, and it, and it, it's a, it's a beautiful service to not only myself, but also to the other person, right? Can you imagine? I can only imagine how many people out there in the world have an impression of me and it's wrong. I can only imagine how many people out there in the world have this old idea of who I am and it's not true. And it's only because of how I showed up in the world at that moment. And it's different than how I'm showing up in the world in this moment. And so I, I would love for all of those people to cut that off as well and be done with it, put it to rest and walk away from it. So that way they can walk more truthfully in their journey. And therefore I can also do that as well because we are all energies at the end of the day and, and the energies that we output ultimately create our reality are, they are ultimately our reality. And so any, any, any energies that are out there about me indirectly affect me, whether I notice it or not, whether I feel it or not and vice versa. And so what better way to service people than to do this? And what better way to service myself than to do this? Because how long have I been carrying these thoughts and ideas and concepts and perspectives and, and perceptions of people? How long have I been actually carrying these on my plant, right? This is my plant. This isn't anybody else's plant. I have to water my plant. I have to take care of my plant. I have to prune it so that way new growth can occur. I have to pick up the scissors. I have to do that. Even to the people that I love, actually more so to the people that I love, because guess what? It's not up to me to fix other people's problems. It's not up to me to heal other people. It's up to them to do it. And it's also not up to me to hold that perception that somebody needs healing. That's not my job. That's not my responsibility. Yet, I, I've taken that in for, for whatever reason. It's something I, I naturally do. It's something that is a, is a reflex or a natural instinct for me. And maybe one day, yes, that will be my superpower, but that day is not today. And I have to accept that and I have to be okay with that. So even more so to the people that I love cutting off the branch of the perception I have of them, letting it go, letting it fall off, picking up my plant and moving it away from all of the decay that I've just cut off.
allowing that to dissipate, allowing that to be swept away, away, completely away and dissolved and moving my plant into a new body of water and soil and love and compassion and sunlight and allowing for a new a new vase a new home to hold it in order for it to grow in a new way and in a couple of months, I'll have to do the same thing over again. And in a couple of months, I'll have to do the same thing over again. And each time, it's going to feel weird. And each time, it's going to hurt, probably. And each time, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And like, it's not right, you know? It's not right to do that. But it's the most beautiful, honorable, humbling thing that we can do. for us and for others, for those around us. And if this doesn't make sense, that's okay. If it does, that's okay too. Again, this is a place where I felt the need to document this because it felt so vital to do this. I needed to let go of everything for a moment. Truly, actually let go, not simply say let go, not simply think let go, but actually do the action of letting go. And sometimes it can feel so heartbreaking to do so because we feel like we've lost something. I read somewhere once though that we don't have a fear of the unknown we have the fear of losing what we do know. And what I do know is that I have held on for far too long these preconceived notions of other people and carried them with me and, and left them as the impression of who that person actually is, whether I know them on a deep level or on a superficial level. That's what I do know. What I don't know is what life will look like, how I will feel, how I will think, how I will act after I've let those go, drop them on the floor and walk away into a new mentality, a new step, a new path and keep walking. That part, I have no idea. That part I do not fear. That part I, I should not fear. The part I fear is letting go of what I did know. And I think that's the point, is getting to a place where we can say that it's something that we did know, not something that we know now. I did know preconceived notions of other people and concepts of other people. And I don't now. And I, and I have to hold on. It's not that I have to hold on to that, but it's I have to confidently say that now because if that is the new, pruned, fresh, 
me, then I have to be present in that as much as possible, even when it's difficult, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's easier to go backwards towards where I was. I hope some parts of this episode have resonated with you as they have resonated with me. You have done yourself a beautiful service of being present here in this moment with me. I appreciate you taking the time to listen in and hear me out, no matter how (laughs) abstract or crazy or concrete I sound. I simply thank you for existing in the space that you're in now. And I wish you all the love and happiness and compassion in your life. And I hope that you will come back for the next episode here on my podcast. Again, my name is Gabby. This is Gabby's Spoken Truth. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Namaste. Peace out.